have your Bibles. We're going to read them quickly. Mark chapter 11, the gospel according to Mark chapter 11, verse 22. And this is what it says. Have faith in God. Tell your neighbor, have faith in God. Tell them, have faith in God. It's a good starting point, by the way. It's a great starting point. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He's training them in faith. This is what he's doing. He's getting them trained in faith. He says, have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, somebody shall go. Go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. This doesn't say maybe, this doesn't say perhaps, or if God's in the mood for it, or no, no, no. If you say it and believe it, it will be done for you. Therefore, I tell you, and I love this, you can pray for anything. Someone shout anything. You can pray for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, do you hear that? If you believe it and that you've received it, it will be yours. (laughs) It will be yours. Father, I pray you would impart this word right now in Jesus' name. Impart this type of faith in our lives. Not to question, not to doubt, but to just speak it, believe it so that we can receive it. I pray that right now. Any spirit of doubt has to be removed in Jesus' name. You got to go. You got to go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Before you're seated, touch five people and tell them this. Get trained in faith. Tell them, say, get trained in faith. Get trained in faith. Prepare them for what's about to come at them. Get trained in faith. Well, it's good to, to see each and every one of you. We're so excited that you're here. Been praying for you this week that God would, would bring you in and, and really begin to draw you closer to him. That, that's my, my heart and my prayer for all of us that you know, when we step into the presence of God that God would, would come and commune with us and strengthen us and encourage us. And so I pray that happens for you today. So look, before Christmas, right, and, and before the new year, we started a brand new series titled Faith. Someone shout faith. And, and up to this point, right, what we've done is we've established that faith is a who, right? It's a who. It's more than a what, S- simply, simply meaning this. Faith is more than just some set of beliefs that we've read and now we're trying to obey. It's, it's much more than that. And so something God has been revealing to us over these past several weeks is, is simply this, that the reason the church doesn't operate in the power of God the way God desires for us to operate in is because our faith has remained in the what and the information, it's remained in the what and it hasn't transitioned into the who because the who of our faith is where the power comes from and his name is Jesus. Someone shout Jesus. 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 That's, that's the who of our, our, our faith and I really believe that, that through this series, man, God is going to increase our faith. Man, I'm believing that. I'm believing that, that during this series, man, God is gonna start showing us what it actually looks like to walk by faith and not by sight. 
I believe it. I believe that God is wanting to take us from living a mediocre Christian life to living the John 10, 10 abundant Christian life. I believe it. I believe God is wanting to take us from living a life with no power and no authority to living a life full of power, from, with full of authority from the Almighty. I, I believe that's what he's, he's doing in us and, and through us. But man, I'm telling you, I can feel the forces of darkness trying to come against us. I could feel the tangible presence of the enemy trying to steal this word. God warned me, said the enemy's gonna come and try and steal, kill, and destroy this word. That's what he's gonna do. And listen to me, church, because the enemy doesn't want you to receive this word. He doesn't want you getting trained in faith. He, he doesn't want it. Because when we start operating in faith, then nothing will be impossible for the God we serve. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And here's the thing. This is God's desire for our lives. Like he desires to show up and show out on our behalf. He desires to do that. He desires to move in power in us and through us. We see it all through the scriptures. But that's why he said to me, and I shared it with you last week, but, but according to your faith, according, according to my faith, let it be done. There's an ownership on our faith that comes into play with this. And so, look, God will show up in power amongst us if we have faith to believe it, to speak it, and to receive it. If we have the faith to believe he'll show up in power and might, he will show up in power and in might. But if we don't, then we will miss out on the power that God is wanting to give us. We'll miss out on the authority that God says is our inheritance as sons and daughters. According to your faith, let it be done. But I'm telling you, because hear me, listen to me. We're, we're gonna get trained in faith today. But you're gonna have to bind the voice of the enemy for yourself. With your own words, you're gonna have to do that. Look, I pray for you all week, by the way, I promise you. Pray for you all week long, all week. Man, I pray that God will bring you in and your hearts will be softened and your ears will be open to hear what the Spirit is trying to say to you. Man, I pray for you all week long. But the truth is, you gotta start praying it and believing it for yourself. Because listen, God doesn't always wanna hear from me on your behalf. God wants to hear from you on your own behalf. Because there's such power in your own asking. That's what he's trying to reveal, that if you speak it, if you believe it, you shall receive it. Now look, I'll keep, I'll keep praying and asking for you, I promise you, because I believe the Bible. The Bible says that the prayers of the righteous prevaileth much. And so I believe in the power of prayer. And so of course, I know how important it is for us to pray for each other. I'll continue to pray for you and please continue to pray for me. I need it, but, but man, we gotta start operating in this place where we start asking and praying and believing and receiving for ourselves. The Bible's clear. It says, you receive not because you ask not. You receive not because you ask not. So we've gotta be a people who keep asking so that guess what? We keep receiving. That has to be our heart. Because if we don't start praying for ourselves, we will miss out on the promises of God. 
we'll miss out. If we don't come in here and say, God, I pray right now you remove everything in my heart that is hard coming against the word of God. Every thought, I take it captive, that's trying to set itself up against the knowledge of the goodness and the power of God. I pray right now that you bind that in Jesus' name. If you don't start praying that, you'll miss out on the promises God has for you. And the promise that God is trying to give to each of us right now in the season we're in is faith. Someone shout faith. He's trying to impart faith into the body. And now look that we're on the other side of the new year, right? We're all done with the holiday season. It's time to get started. It's time to get to work. It's time to dust the holiday break off of us, bind that lethargic spirit that tries to come on us. I'm dead serious. That slothful spirit that causes us to go into to the things of this world that matter and say, God, pull me in because it's time to get to work and it's time to get in his word and be the church. Start living like the church instead of just coming to church. Now's the time to do that. And like I said to you last week, man, the word for this year that God has spoken over this church is faith. That's the word. That's the word. And so, man, look, we're going to be in this faith series for a moment. I mean, for a minute. When I say a minute, I mean a minute. And I have no idea how long that minute is right now. Because to God, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. So we could be in this thing until who knows, until the cows come home. Like, but it's going to be a while. I do know that. And so you guys might as well come in all prayed up, all asked up, all ready to believe it to come and get your faith up. Come on, tell your neighbor, get your faith up. Now say it with your chest. Get your faith up. Like, you got to say it with a little authority, a little bass in your voice. You feel me? Because we're going to spend the next several months, the next several weeks going on a faith journey together. So that by the end of this series, we're going to start operating in faith instead of reacting to our sight. There's too much. We're, we're, we're reacting to what we're seeing instead of man, living our life and believing in who God is. And once we get this word written on the tablets of our hearts, man, it won't matter what the enemy throws at us. It won't matter when the waves of life come crashing down on us because we'll be able to stand firm upon our faith in God. That's what we'll stand in, our faith in God, which leads me to the title of the message, which I've already said a couple times, trained in faith. Tell your neighbor, get trained in faith. Trained in faith. You know, on Tuesday... When, when I was praying about direction, I was saying to the Lord, Lord, which way do you want us to head? Because I felt like God was relaunching the series in my heart. I'm gonna be honest with you. I felt like God was, was literally redirecting it or, or adding to it or, or something. It felt just brand new to me. And so I was like, okay, Lord, I know we've been in it for a few weeks, but, but where do you want us to head now? We're on the other side of the new year. Where, where do you want us to head? Because the truth is, right, Faith is a, a vast subject in the scriptures. Like, like there are all kinds of scriptures. There's all kinds of stories in scriptures dealing with the subject of faith, a ton of them. And the reason why is because faith is the foundation, not a foundation, but the foundation of this entire life that we're living on this earth. It is the foundation. 
And so there is so much in the scriptures dealing with faith, so much. And so I was like, okay, Lord, awesome. So give me a strategy on how to lead your church through this faith journey. Give me a strategy. And to be really honest with you, when the Lord first spoke to me about this faith series, I wasn't real thrilled with it, to be honest with you. I was like, I was like, really, Lord? Like, that's what you wanna talk about right now? Because, because the truth is this, that in 2020 and in 2021, man, our faith was shaken. I mean, I could take it even a step further, man. Our faith for some of us was taken. We all know our faith was tested. These past two years have not been very good to say the least, right? Like, hasn't been very good. Because everything we once put our faith in, we've seen that it's no longer worthy of our faith. So it made us start to question what we're putting our, our faith in. Because everything else that we once did, I mean, think about it just, just for a moment, right? Our governmental system, our healthcare system, right? Our financial system, our election system, even our religious system was shaken during these past two years. But I'm telling you, God said to me, what the enemy meant for harm, I'm gonna use for your good. And so what God has been doing the past two years for us is showing us, revealing to us that he's the only one worthy of our faith, period. Period. And see, so now we're, we're ready to get trained in faith. We're ready to. Because yes, listen to me. Yeah, yeah, God wants to train you in faith, but guess what? So does the enemy and so does the world. They wanna train you in faith too. That's why we found ourselves growing accustomed to putting our faith in the things of this world instead of having faith in God. And so God knew he had to, he had to remove the old things so that the new things could come. That's what he knew. And so we needed the things that we once put our faith in to be shaken. We needed the things that we once relied on in our lives heavily to be taken away from us so that we could put our full attention on God so that we could fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And it's funny to me because for a lot of us, faith can seem to be a very difficult subject to breach. According to your faces, I feel like you're gonna come up here and destroy me in a minute, but, but I bind that too in Jesus' name. It can be a very difficult subject to breach because it's like, wait, I've prayed to be healed. I've prayed it. I feel like I believe it. I've prayed it, but I'm still not healed. We're like, well, you know, God, I've prayed for you to be my provider. But the reality is my bank account's still empty. Matter of fact, it's worse than empty. There's a bunch of negativity happening in that region. Like I got negative numbers bouncing all around that register. I don't know what's happening in my check register. It's got numbers in there. It don't even make sense. And so... I've prayed for all these things, but haven't seen anything happen with those things yet. And so we struggle with this word faith. We struggle with it. And you know, when I was preparing for this message, the Lord told me this. He said, stop turning down faith. And I was confused for a moment, right? I was like, okay, Lord, what do you, what do you mean? Stop turning down faith. And, and, and right then, because I was trying to engage with the Lord, like what he meant. And, and right then, God took me into a vision. 
And the vision wasn't this big, long, drawn-out thing. It wasn't some angelical host visitation, anything like that, although those are amazing. This one wasn't that. God just took me into a really quick vision. And in the vision, there was a, a volume button. There was a volume knob, if you will, whatever you call it. And, and I knew by the spirit that it was me. All I could see was my hand. And I was grabbing this volume knob and I was turning it down. I was turning the volume down. I also knew by the spirit that, that the room I was in was filled with people in the room. I knew it by the spirit. I didn't even see them, but I, but I knew that was what was happening and so I was, I was taking this volume and I was turning it down so that I didn't offend the other people in the room. Much like some of you wish we would do during worship, turn the volume down. We tell you, grab a pair of earplugs. But, but this is what I'm doing. I see myself and I'm turning the volume down in the room. And the Lord said to me, that's what you're doing with faith. You're turning it down so that you don't offend anyone. And the Lord said to me this, stop trying not to offend people and start trying to encourage the people. Start challenging them where they are in their faith. Stop trying not to offend them and start getting them trained in faith. Because the truth is this, this is the truth, guys. While I'm worried about offending you, the enemy is constantly lying to you. I promise you that. He's not gonna worry about it. He's not gonna worry about it. And so what we're gonna do, man, we're, gonna, we're just gonna go to the Bible. That's what we're gonna do. It's the only thing I know how to do. By the way, if you came for something different, I don't have anything else. I, I, got, I got the Bible. That's all I got. And so we're gonna turn in the scriptures and we're gonna read about faith and how God says we are to have faith. We're gonna see what the Bible says about it and then allow God to train us in his type of faith instead of allowing the world to train our faith. See, we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus so that we walk by faith and not by sight so that we stop allowing faith, our faith to be trained by the things we haven't seen God do yet. We're going to knock that nonsense off because this is what happens. Our faith becomes boxed in and cramped in and locked down and arrested by the things we haven't seen God do instead of what the word of God says he'll do. And because of what has happened the past two years, 2020 and 2021, this is how God wanted to start off 2022, getting us trained in faith and using the scriptures as his training program. This is a training program program right here and everything we need is right here. Did you know in the Bible, it says in first Timothy chapter four, verse eight, it says physical training is of some value, but training in godliness has value for all things, holding promises for both this life and the life to come. It's twofold, this training in godliness. It goes on to say in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and what? Training. See, something we must understand because remember Proverbs 4, chapter 4 says, says this, in all you're getting, get understanding. And what we have to understand about faith is our faith needs Training. That's what it needs. 
We need to, to work our faith. That's why the book of James says faith without works is dead. See, faith is, is, is like a muscle, church. It's like a muscle. And, and if we don't train it, if we don't work it, then it'll be very weak and become non-existent. That's what'll happen. If we don't work out our faith, it's, it's sort of like this. If, if I decided to go to the gym, it's a very unlikely, but if I decided to go to the gym and I'll use Jason as an illustration because he knows I'm stronger than him. I mean, you can see it. You know I mean? Well, the sweatshirt's big. It's taken away from the bulkiness. Of me. <laughs> he could bench press like five of me, but and I said to him, hey, Jay, let's go, let's go work out, man. And when we get to the gym, I say to him, hey, man, go ahead, throw four plates on there. Let me do 250. I can bench press 250. He would look at me and he would protect me because he loves me. He'd say, hey, hey, pastor, you, you can't start out there. Don't start with that. We're gonna have to work a little bit. We're gonna have to train those muscles a little bit. Because the reality of it is this, that if, I tried to start right off lifting 250 pounds. That weight would come crashing down on my bird chest and smash it. Like it would just collapse everything in this region right here. And it would have little to no resistance. He'd pick it up like this and it'd come straight down. You know what I mean? Like, but man, if, if I work it, if I start going and putting the time in it and I start training it, then one day I could go back and visit it and then I could lay on the workbench full of confidence on that weight bench, putting in work. Being certain that I could lift the weight that I put on the bar. And you know, that's sort of how faith is and what God does for us in faith. But, but, but first, we, we have to start working our faith. We, we've got to start training our faith. See, see, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. This is how we get our, our faith trained. It's through the word of God. See, physical training is of some value. Hitting the weight room is of some value, but training in godliness has value for all things, for every area of your Life. See, see, it's saying we, we've got to be trained in faith. And if you think about it for a moment, that's exactly what Jesus did in the scriptures. That's exactly what he was doing. He spent three years getting his disciples trained in faith so that one day when he left them, they would continue to operate in the faith that he trained them in. That's what he was doing training them in faith. And you know, I love John chapter 14. If we could pull that up. Verse 12, look what it says. Truly, truly, I, I say to you, truly, truly is I mean, I mean. You've heard me say this multiple times. That's the Greek word. I mean, I wanna get it in your heart. I mean, I mean. We derive amen from the word I mean. It means let it be so. Why is everything yes and amen in Christ Jesus? Because when Jesus says it, it will happen. When he promises it, it's yours. There's a finality to it. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. That's what I mean means. Let it be so, I say to you. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. He's training them in faith. He's, he's training them. He says, they will do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to be with the Father. It's amazing. 
And what I love so much about the word of God is this. It never returns void. It always accomplishes that which it sits out to accomplish. His word never stops being true. It always stands the test of time. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will remain. And so when Jesus spoke it in faith, that word just kept going, kept going, kept being true for every single person, whoever believes whoever whoever believes it's literally what he says and man i don't know about any of you but for me that excites me man i feel so grateful that i am a part of the whoever gang the whoever tribe because that means since i'm a whoever this word's for me that i will do even greater works than these and because you're a part of the whoever this word is for you this word's for you, that whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and even greater works than these will he do. Now look, some of us have a really hard time with that, a very difficult time with that word. Well, let me say it, say it like this to you. The disciples did too. These disciples had a really difficult time with that word, I promise you. They're just like us, same as us. And when Jesus said that to them, like, hey, you're gonna do greater works than me, man. I guarantee it. They were like, yeah, okay, Jesus. Like, yeah, uh-huh. Thank you for just telling me something nice as if Jesus exaggerates to us. That's how we treat Jesus, for real. Like, oh, he's just saying nice things. Like when someone asks you, how's, how's your, when your wife asks you, how's your shirt look? Beautiful, honey, right? Like, and it really doesn't, but you don't wanna fight with her. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, babe, looks great. I'm just saying, don't act like I'm the only one that does it. We treat Jesus like that. Like he says these things and he's just saying them to say them. Like, yeah, you'll do greater works than me. And we're like, oh, eh, you don't really mean it. The disciples are like, yeah, yeah, right, Jesus, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, because there's no way we'll be able to raise the dead. I guarantee it, this is what they're thinking. I guarantee you. There's no way we can multiply the fish and the loaves. There's no way we could cast out all the demons that you casted out. You casted out a thousand demons and just one man tossed them into some pigs and then drowned the pigs. How can we do, how can we do even greater things than these, Jesus? See, they needed to get trained in faith, just like us, just like us. And here's what the beauty is. I love this. Because Jesus didn't require a lot of faith from them. Jesus doesn't require us to have this massive, massive resurrection faith. He doesn't. But he does require us to have a little bit of faith. I, I got some mustard seeds today. I'll throw one out. You can't even feel it hit you. It's so little. You can't even see it. The camera couldn't even pick it up even if I wanted them to. It's so stinking small. You guys are right here. You can't even see it. I can barely see it. And I'm right on top of it. Matthew 17, Luke 17. Jesus says, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, just a little bit of faith. And this is what he requires. Have just a little bit of faith because he knows this. If we, we start with this little bit of faith and we begin to work our faith, we, we begin to, to train our faith. We will become built up in our faith. And we'll go from just a little bit of faith to having a whole lot of faith. We'll go from just a little bit of faith to a whole, whole lot of faith. We'll go from just believing God for the little things like 
like uh, praying for a headache to leave, right? And most of us don't even do that. We run to get Tylenol right off the bat instead of asking Jesus to heal it. But whatever, not the point. But we'll have a little bit of faith and believe, God, take this headache, boom, the headache gone. Common cold comes on, I bind that in Jesus' name and I go about my day. And God starts to show up and do those things and that little bit of faith that we put to work becomes a whole lot bigger faith. And then all of a sudden we start believing God for big things, like getting out of a wheelchair after 40 years of being in it. Those kind of things. Like then we start believing God that, that, that he's gonna set drug addicts completely free even though a, an addiction has destroyed their family tree for years and years. But the power of God, the faith we put in God will deliver them. We'll go from believing God for just a little bit to a whole lot. But it takes training. It takes us training it and, and working it to go from a little to a whole lot. And in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, this is Jesus speaking to us, trying to get us trained in faith. And he starts out, have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, someone shout go. go. Throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, he starts there, a little bit of faith, have faith in God. You can speak to a mountain to go, and then he switches it. He says, therefore, I tell you, or he adds to it's a better word. Doesn't switch it, he adds to it. Therefore, I tell you, you can pray for anything. You can pray for anything, and if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. Jesus training his disciples in faith and what it looks like to have faith. He's training them because they are a lot like we are. And see, they have put their faith in things they shouldn't have put their faith in. They've misplaced their faith. They, they didn't fully understand their faith. And so Jesus is training them in faith. And I love how he starts off this training session by saying, have faith in God. I love that he reminds us to first and foremost, have faith in God. Put your faith in God. And again, listen to me, scripture reaffirms scripture. Scripture confirms scripture. It gives you a full picture of who God is. That's why you gotta be in the word. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. This is how you get a full picture of faith right here. This is how you train your faith. But scripture reaffirms scripture. And what you gotta understand is the Bible says this, that God is our father. This takes us to a different realm. That we've been given the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. See, see God is our Father. And the Bible says in James, says that every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no shadow or variation due to change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so what Jesus is essentially starting off this training saying is, have faith in your Father. And he makes it real personal. See, how many of you realize that, that our faith is based off of a relationship and not religion? Do you realize that, that God desires to have a personal relationship with a personal you? How many of you realize that our faith is based off of relationship and not a bunch of rules that we have to obey? And because our faith is a who and not a what, that means the who is our father. 
That's who we're putting our faith in, our good father. And this is very important to understand if we wanna be properly trained in faith. That we're talking to our father. Jesus says, have faith in God because he's a good father and he'll give you only good gifts, only perfect gifts. That's all he's gonna give you. So put your faith in him. This is what he's saying. And I love it, man. I love it. And this is the reason I love that he reminds us of this, right? Because for a lot of us, we don't have good earthly fathers. We don't have good earthly dads. Our dads abused us. Our dads left us. Our dads were absent from us. Our dads were alcoholics. Our dads were, were drug, drug addicts. They, they were all, this th- all these things. And so it's really difficult to put our faith in a father. It's super difficult. And a lot of times what happens is, 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 man, we begin to project our view of our earthly father onto our heavenly father. And what happens is when we come to our heavenly father scarred by our earthly father, we've got a really hard time putting our full faith in any father, even our heavenly father. It's just the way it is. And so Jesus, he reminds us, no, 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 no. Have faith in God, your heavenly father, because he's good. And you can always put your faith in him, no matter what. Because he'll never let you down. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll always protect you. He'll always want what is best for you. And here's the thing. Maybe, maybe you had a good dad. Praise the Lord. For real. It's awesome. Maybe you did. Maybe you had a good dad that loved you, that cared for you, that, that did try to protect you and be there for you. But, but, but did you know this? No matter how faithful your earthly dad is, no matter how good your earthly dad is, it'll never compare to the greatness and the goodness and the faithfulness of your heavenly dad. Not even, it won't even come close. We will never be properly trained in faith if we can't see God as our father, as a faithful, good father, as the best father. We'll never be properly trained in faith. And this is what Jesus is trying to reveal to his disciples. That God's not this far off being, that he's your He's your father and he's for you. Have faith in God because I tell you, if anyone, I love that. If any one of you, if any of my children put their faith in me, put their faith in God. And again, Matthew 17, Luke 17, I got more of these little seeds everywhere, but faith the size of a mustard seed. That's little, it's hard to see. If you got the faith, just a little bit of faith in God, in me. You don't even need a whole lot of faith. I'm not requiring you, disciples and my children, I'm not requiring you to have this enormous amount of faith. But I do need you to start with just just a little bit of faith. Because this is where the training begins with a little bit of faith. And if you put a little bit of faith in God, you put a little bit of faith in your father. He will do a whole lot for you. He'll do great big things, things that you could never ask, think, or imagine. It'll be abundant just from a little bit of faith because I tell you, if any one of you puts even this much faith to work in God, you can say to the mountain, go. Throw yourself into the sea. And if you believe without doubting in your heart, 
that what you say will happen, it will be done for you. This is how we start training our faith to have a little faith, to go to a whole lot of faith. But it has to start with a little bit. It doesn't just start out with a whole lot. It starts with a, with a little bit. This is the way we start training our faith so that we stop walking by sight. Just a little bit. So that we can stop just dealing with the issues plaguing our lives, with the different mountains plaguing our lives. Mountains of depression, mountains of anxiety, mountains of suicidal thoughts, mountains of sickness that are always coming against us constantly. So that we don't have to always just deal with that. What, what he's saying here is very simply this. You have to stop believing in just the information of the Bible and start living out the revelation of the Bible. See, a lot of times we can say, we say, well, yeah, I think I have faith the size of a mustard. Like, I think I believe, yeah, I believe that Jesus did the things that he said he did in the scriptures. I, I, I believe the information, but, but do you? Do we actually believe that? Let's take it a step further. Do you believe that you can do what he says you can do? Do you have that revelation? Have you, have you had the revelation that you can even do greater works than these? Or does that just go right over our head? I know we say we believe the information, but boy, we struggle to live out the revelation that greater works than these, than raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out demonic presence in the, in the land. Do we believe it? Do we believe with a certainty? Because that's faith. Do we believe with the certainty that when we speak to the mountains in our lives, when we speak to the depression, when we command the anxiety, when we bind the enemy, do we believe that when we speak to that sickness that's been plaguing our lives for, for years and years, and we say to it, you gotta go be cast into the sea, do we actually believe that it, it will do that? Because Jesus says, if you believe it in your heart without doubting, it'll have to go. He doesn't even bring in the question, well, is it God's will? Is it not? Who knows? He don't even bring that in. But that's exactly where we go. Well, I'm not sure if it's God's will and, and maybe it's this. And maybe. He just says, believe it, speak it, and you'll receive it. That's what Jesus says. He is training us in faith. Do we believe it? Because I argue that we, we don't believe it. I think we can, we can believe the information of the Bible. But man, we struggle to live out the revelation of the Bible. And so then what happens is, is we just start dealing with the things that plague our lives. We just try to figure out how to navigate it. Maybe take a pill over here to deal with it. Maybe go to this psychiatrist to handle it. Like, like we just start going and bouncing from thing to thing just to deal with whatever it is we're dealing with in our lives instead of claiming victory over that thing in our lives. And look, I really didn't feel like God was coming at us, but I did feel like God was challenging us, trying to encourage us to go deeper in our faith. God told me specifically in the vision, don't you dare turn faith down. Don't turn the volume of faith down. Instead, turn it up. Open it wide open so that they can start processing and praying and asking God, God, help me receive this word. Help me to believe this word. Help me, help me, God, to believe it. See, what I find a lot of times is this that we allow the things we haven't seen God do 
train our faith in what we think God will do. That's what we do. And because of that, because he hasn't done the things we've been praying for yet, we struggle to believe it. We struggle to even speak it. And we struggle to receive it. And I'm telling you, I believe with all my heart that God is wanting to change all that for you in 2022. I'm telling you, he wants to change it. And if we wanna be properly trained in faith, we have to be challenged in our faith. We have to be made uncomfortable in our faith, period. Because the truth is, if we remain comfortable and unchallenged, we won't grow at all. I'm telling you, man, I seek out people in my life. I pray for people. God, send people in my life that will challenge me to provoke me to go after you even further. Because I could choose to put people around me that don't provoke me at all. I could. I wanna go deeper. I wanna go further than I've ever been before in my entire life with God because there's more. And there's more and there's more and there's more. Did you know how you build muscle mass? You have to break the muscles down first. Like you, you gotta rip them and shred them. And through that stretching process, through that breaking process, when the muscles grow back together, they get bigger, they get stronger than ever before. And that's what God is doing with his church's faith right now in 2022. And he's using everything in 2020 and 2021 to refocus us and recenter us so that we say, God, now you train us. This is why we needed our faith shaken in the things that we once put our faith in. We needed those things taken from us that we once relied on that wasn't Jesus. And if we wanna be properly trained in faith, we have to understand that we can pray for anything. It literally means anything. Did you know the word there that Jesus uses for anything? I did a Greek word study. It's hosos, which literally means this, anything whatever, as much as or as little as, as great as, as big as, or as small as. That's what the word he uses means. It's an all-encompassing word. You can have as much as you want, as big as you want, but will you ask me for it? Will you believe me for it? Will you speak it in your life? Will you? See, I think that, that we think we can only ask God for spiritual things, right? And, and obviously God is spirit. And those that want to worship him, will worship him in spirit and in truth. Yeah, 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 God is spirit. So yes, we go to him for our spiritual blessings because everything is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And so of course we go to God for all the spiritual things we need. And we should continue to do that. But Jesus here literally chooses to use a word that means anything in whatever and as much or as little. Hosos. Pray for anything. You receive not because you ask not. See, we gotta start taking everything and anything to our heavenly father. Jesus is trying to get us trained in faith and faith is not supposed to be separated only unto God on Sunday mornings. That's what we've done. We've compartmentalized faith. So now I have faith to go Sunday mornings or maybe not. And we've compartmentalized it and we've stuck it in a box and, and Jesus is trying to train us. No, no. Faith is in every aspect of your life. You can't separate it at all. Jesus says, pray for, for anything, anything and everything. And if you believe it in your heart without doubting that you'll receive it, it will be done for you. This is getting trained 
in faith. I'm getting ready to open the altars in a minute here, but I'm gonna share a few testimonies with you guys about the things I've seen God do in my life and how he took me from, from just a, a little bit of faith, right? And he, and, he, and he grew it and he grew it. So many of you know that, that years ago, right? I was addicted to heroin and drugs, 15 years of drug addiction, eight years of heroin addiction. And man, I had a mom who had faith that God would set me free. And one night I was literally in the bed and God just showed up to me. He just came after me. It was beautiful. And I literally remember Jesus in this vision. I was actually in a dream that he said this. He said, enough is enough. Satan had his time. Now it's my turn. I went, I flushed all the dope down the toilet. Boom, flushed it. It's over 12 years ago. I got up and went to my bedroom and I was like, okay, now what? And I went into a faith-based recovery home. And it was there that God began to train my faith. He began to disciple me and show me all these amazing plans that he had for me. Listen, I was happy with the faith that got me set free from drugs. That's what I was happy with. I was cool right there. I was so sick of living that life. I was so good. I was like, Lord, you are amazing. I'll serve you. If this is all you do for me, I'll serve you. I could care less about anything else. Six months into the recovery process, the Lord said to me, I'll make you a pastor. And I remember saying, yeah, right. For real. I was like, what are you talking about, Jesus? What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. He has a prophet come and prophesy over me that. And man, I was just crazy enough to receive it and believe it and pray into it. I said, okay, Lord, you said that, that faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word. And, I, and I've got these two words. So man, I'm just gonna receive it in my heart. I'm just gonna believe it. And I'm gonna start praying into it. A couple years later, goes by, boom, God opens a door for me to become the pastor here. I get here, right? And, and, and the Lord's like, I'm going to, to use this ministry to reach thousands of people. We had 20 people in the church whom I love so much and still love them so much. We had 20 people in the church and God literally spoke that to me. He said, man, you're gonna reach thousands. You're gonna give away millions. And I was like, I don't know what that means. How are we gonna do that? We, we got a, a budget of $20,000 a year. I'm not even getting paid. Like, how are we gonna do that, Jesus? And I just believed it though. And I started praying into it. And then God started giving me vision for it. I had just a little bit of faith take the pastorate and then to believe the word that God spoke to me and I started to put that thing to work pray into it believe in it speak in it and the church started to grow and then he started to speak to me about the carnival and and, and about the Jesus shop and and he told me how to do it he said I'm going to supply over twenty thousand dollars for you it was in the second year third year I'm sorry third year second year was twelve thousand third year was twenty and sure enough, he gave me a strategy, go talk to businesses and boom, these businesses started giving. I just put my faith to work. That's all I did. God said it. I did what he told me to do and God then supplied it. We raised exactly what he said and then some. This past year, over 5,000 people came to the carnival. The Jesus shop, over 100 kids were blessed and loved on and appreciated. Woke up with a Christmas, a great Christmas, by the way. Amazing. But I was just crazy enough to believe it and receive it and pray into it. And it was funny, one day I was walking back from, from uh, Subway, beautiful day, coming up, it was spring, come walking up. At the time, there was no foyer there, it was just a porch. 
And I was walking up the steps and God told me to sit down. I said, okay. So I just sat down. Listen, I'm not perfect, but I'm crazy enough just to believe God and try to listen as best I can. He told me to sit down. I sat down. He said, look to the left, look to the right. So I looked to the left, I looked to the right. God says, I'm gonna give it all to you. I was crazy enough to believe it. I started speaking it. That's our house. That's our house. That's our house. I started walking down the block. That's ours. That's ours in Jesus' name because he said it. Do you know we got over 10 of these properties now, these units that are ours, the churches. This is what God will do. This is the faithfulness of who he is if we will believe it and receive it and then speak and pray into it. And it was funny, right? The Lord took me into the story of, of David one day and and which, by the way, God's not done here yet. I'm telling you, he showed me a brand new building, uh, an auditorium. It seats over 800 people. I'm gonna speak it, believe it, and keep praying into it. You can pray with me. But God told me one day, he took me in. I was reading David and David was talking to the Lord and he was wanting to build God's house. He was like, God, let me build you a house. I love you, God. God said, no, you can't build my house. You got too much blood on your hands, but I'm gonna have your son build my house. And I'll never forget it because the Lord said to me, he said, because you did build my house and you didn't worry about your own house, now you can build you a house. And I remember at the time, right? I was like, okay, I don't know really what that means, but, but okay, let me put my faith to work. And Jesus brought this scripture to me. So I began to read it and it said, pray for anything, pray for anything. But again, I wasn't really that trained in faith because all I did was pray for, for spiritual things, which are great. But it said, pray for anything. And, and I remember I was like, okay, let me put my faith to work. Let me, let me, me just see. And we had friends come in and, and some of you are going to think this is stupid and trivial, but I don't care. So I'm a sneaker head. I love sneakers, right? Jordans to be specific. Okay. And a friend of mine come in, him and his wife, and they both had a pair of Jordans on. And I literally, I go, I just read, I can pray for anything. Okay. So I said, God, I want, I want a pair of them sneakers, Jesus. I'd love to have that. You told me to pray for anything. I didn't have a single pair. I got over a dozen now. I've paid for one. People just started sending them to me. I'm telling you, you might think it's silly, but I asked God for it. And it was so funny because I was like, okay, cool. One day I got three pairs of a very rare uh, collection of Jordans, Levi Jordans. They sent them, you can't even get them. A friend of mine sent me all three of them. And he wrote a note. And actually when I got the box, I opened him up. I called him up. I said, dude, I'm sending these back. I can't. I can't accept this gift. This is crazy, dude, because they're, it's crazy. I said, I'll send them back to you. He said, did you read the letter? I said, no, I didn't read the letter yet. I was too blown away by this gift. Like, what are you doing? He said, shut up, hang the phone up, read the letter. I said, okay. So I got the letter. I read the letter. And literally in the letter, he says this. He said, bro, I was in prayer and I was fasting. He said, and God literally spoke to me. He said, I want you to buy these for Keith and send them to him just so he knows I love him and I'm listening to him. I read the letter, of course, I broke down. And it wasn't even about the shoes, right? Like I, I live without the shoes, but I can't live without the love of my father. I can't do that. And he sends me all these J's, it's crazy. People just giving them to me right and left because I prayed, I believed it, and I just received it. Fast forward six years ago at that time, that was no five years ago. The Lord spoke to me again. He said, build your house. He reminded me, build your house. And I took a nap. It was midday. I was tired. I was wore out. We had a lot going on. So I said, I'm going to take a nap. Went in, took a nap. God took me into this dream and he showed me this house in the dream. 
I jumped up out of the dream completely startled, like, oh my gosh, I actually thought I had the house then. I was like, where's my house? You know, I was like, oh, it was a, it was a dream. So you know what I did though? I took a mead book of paper and I ripped out, you know, there's paper with just three holes in it. Cause I'm not an artist like Zach and, and, and Jonathan and Bree. So I just ripped it out of the mead thing and turned it landscape sideways and started drawing what God showed me in this dream. And I said to my wife, I said, this is, this is our house. She goes, okay, cool. Yeah, she completely ignored me. I was like, I'm telling you, this is, this is our house. She goes, okay, honey, dreamer. Right? And that's all she said. We let it go, whatever. I actually ended up getting some real nice paper and I went and bought a, an architect ruler and I began to actually draw it to scale. Because I was like, I'm gonna believe this thing. I'm gonna receive it. I'm gonna believe it. Fast forward, maybe three months later, a friend of mine takes me to a piece of property and we're walking it and somebody else was already in the market to buy it. I thought it was under contract to Seoul. So it wasn't got nothing to do with me. He just wanted to show it to me. And we were up walking and I literally said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I would love to have this. Something like it. Because again, I didn't think I could get this if somebody else was buying it. But Lord, I'd love to have something like this. And we get to this certain part of the property, right? And I tell my friend, I said, hey, God showed me in a dream my house. And I literally took him in to the house. I said, watch, come with me. One, two, three, into the house. It'll be three steps. You'll get in. We'll have a foyer. Then when you come in, to the right will be a little den area. To the left will be a, will be a living room. You keep walking forward through the hallway. At the end will be a galley kitchen. If you turn right down this hallway, it'll be our bedroom, my wife and I. You go left the other way across the kitchen, it'll be my kids' bedroom. Isabel's will be in the back or in the front or in the back and Abishai's will be in the front. My friend thought it was really funny. He was like, dude, I love it. Actually, he, he spoke into it with me. He's like, I'll believe with you. I said, amen. Two years ago, literally God gives me that piece of land, provides a way for me to have that land and then able to build the home. Now, listen, we couldn't build the home, but I had people coming to me saying to me, hey, pastor, I was told, God told me to help you. So we'll take care of all the dirt work. We'll dig it all out for you. We'll bring our equipment for free. We'll just do it for you. See, let me tell you something. If you pray and believe it, that you'll receive it in faith, nothing is too impossible for God. Nothing. God done all these things in my life. My faith is really big for God to move in my life. But you know, my, my heart, and telling you all that isn't about the stuff. Because I'll be honest with you. If God ain't in it, I don't want it. He can have the house. He can have the shoes. He can have all of it. Because I want my heart to be all of his. So when our, our, our positioning of our heart, our heart posture is, I want to pray for anything because I'm going to believe you for anything. But first and foremost, Jesus, I want you. I want to be faithful to you. I want to live my life completely for you. And it's not like, again, that we've got to be perfect in it. But man, when God speaks it, pray, believe, and receive, and it'll be yours. Because he said so. That's getting trained in faith. And this ain't no word of faith, name it, claim it. This is pray it, believe it, receive it, just like Jesus said it. This is where we get mixed up. We've made up names for speaking things in faith. And so now it's name and claim it. No, no, no. Now I got no power in my voice. I promise you that. I can't even tell my wife what to do. <laughs> That's how little power I got. They give me my kids too. But, but man, if we believe it, we speak it, we receive it. Jesus says, you'll have it. It'll be done. Go ahead and stand to your feet, please.
So let me ask you, what are you believing God for? What's your anything today? What's your anything? What's your anything? What is it? Do you even have an anything? Or do you not even have the faith to believe for anything? And if that's where you are, cool. We'll pray for you. But man, if you got just a little bit of faith and you bring it to the altar and you say, God, begin to work my faith, begin to train my faith, begin to quicken my faith. It says it like this, right? Jesus, right? The disciples, they go out, they heal all these people and cast out all these demons, right? They come back, they're excited, da, 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 da. Then all of a sudden, Jesus is up on the mountain transfiguration. This dad brings this little boy and the little boy has epilepsy and he begins to throw himself in the fire, burning himself and so this dad takes him to the disciples he says pray for them the disciples go okay begin to pray but can't can't get the demon out it's not working and they're like i don't understand it's happened before but it isn't happening now jesus comes back from down from the mountain transfiguration he says oh ye a little faith Your, your faith is still too little for this he said this type only comes from prayer and fasting See, God was trying to show his disciples something in that moment that you can train your faith by praying and fasting and believing God. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Yeah, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to surrender our hearts to you today. Afresh and anew. And like in that story, Lord, where the dad says, I believe, but help my unbelief. I pray that for us right now. Lord, we believe the information we read, but I pray today we would step into living out the revelation that we read. Let us actually believe that even greater works than these will we do because you've went to be with the Father, because it's all about you, Jesus. So I pray right now that this message was not thought of if you can pray for pray for stuff to get stuff but rather that we can pray for anything to receive more of you and you would quicken our faith to give us the desires of our hearts as long as our hearts are aligned with you and so I pray right now for everybody in this room Father I pray you would begin by your spirit to soften hearts Lord, I I bind the voice of the enemy that's trying to lie, that's trying to come steal, kill, and destroy this word of faith. I bind him now, right now. And at the name of Jesus, he has to flee. Build us up in our faith. Break what needs to be broken over us so that we can walk by faith and not by sight. Draw your people in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to open the altars because I believe God wants to do some ministering here this morning. And so the worship team's going to play. And man, the altars are open. Come, believe in God. Bring your anything before him this morning. Amen.